What's up, guys? Uh, finally, Friday, Rhino Live Edition. Got a few things to talk about going into the weekend. Go touch on some things, talk about a few things. Uh, first off, March Madness kicks off last night, the Sweet 16. Four really good games. Um, so number one seed's going down. Duke's still alive. We'll talk about that. Um, I want to talk about Colin Kaepernick showing up at pro days and, and throwing passes to wide receivers. And for some reason, people think uh, the guy five years or so after uh, leaving the NFL can just come back and be a, uh, you know, a grade A quarterback. Um, I think that's foolish. And I'll tell you why. And then game shows. I'm going to run through some things about game shows and why. Uh, watching game shows is a microcosm of, of what's going on in the world today. There's some uh, some blooper reels uh, going around on the Wheel of Fortune that pretty much tells you all you need to know about this generation of folks. But uh, I'm going to start with the March Madness. Uh, I'll start with the one game that really wasn't in question a whole lot, and that's Villanova. Uh, Villanova beats Michigan. Michigan had a pretty good season. You know, considering the coach was suspended, uh, didn't coach in the Big Ten championship or the tournament, and uh, they squeak in there and, and and they win two games and make it to the 16, knock off Auburn, which was a big win. Um, but Villanova solid, probably probably the best program, um, top to bottom over the last decade, won a couple championships. So Villanova moves on. Um, other early game, Arkansas, Eric Musselman's boys coming in and take on Gonzaga. You know, it's going to be a tough game. Gonzaga skilled, can shoot, uh, very disciplined, got some uh, experience on the team, but, but Arkansas was just too much. I know people are going to talk about, uh, the, the officiating. It was interesting. There's no consistency in basketball uh, anymore. Either every touch foul is called. Or they let them play till they knock each other on the ground. I like the latter. I like when they, you know, can at least, uh, you know, every everything's not a ticky-tack foul. I like when they can play down low, bang around. Everything, every time they bump into a guy, it's not a charge. Um, so there may have been, I, you know, I hadn't graded it. I'm sure there's people who do that that will come back with a grade for the officiating crew and, and tell you whether – Gonzaga got screwed in that game or not, but Arkansas played well, made the shots when they needed to. Um, so they move on, um, which is good for the SEC because the big dogs, Tennessee, Auburn, and Kentucky all got knocked out early. So Arkansas goes to the Elite Eight. Nighttime fires up with Duke and Texas Tech. The final, final dance for uh, Coach K. Um, didn't look so good early. Texas Tech kind of controlled everything. Uh, it was easy, easy to get to the basket, scored easily. Um, Duke wasn't making any shots. I think they went on a couple stretches of more than three or four minutes without scoring. Um, but at the end of the game, uh, Vecero, Mark Williams, and the Roach kid made the big shots. And then they clamped the defense down in the last two minutes and, and took Texas Tech out of their game. They couldn't get to the basket, couldn't make any shots. And on the other end, uh, Mark Williams is just a, a matchup uh, disaster for Texas Tech. Got so many easy shots in the post. Um, Bancero 
he made a couple couple shots himself, and then Roach made a couple big time threes to lock it down. So Duke goes to the Elite Eight, and we'll see, you know, how they match up against Arkansas. I feel like everybody in this tournament can beat everybody or lose to anybody. It's just uh, it's just that way it goes now, where some nights you go out and score 90, and some nights you go out and score 60, and it just matters, you know, when it happens and who you're playing against. Nightcap was uh, Arizona and Houston. Uh, Kevin Sampson's Houston Cougars. Uh, Kim Olajuwon in the crowd. Um, they knock off Arizona, another number one, a team that's been good uh, for most of the year, but has lost some games, you know, in the Pac-12. Um, they're not they're not that great top to bottom. Houston's physical, plays well, can shoot the basketball, and uh, so Houston moves on. That'll be an interesting matchup as well. Um, don't know a lot about Houston, but obviously uh, they're solid. So uh, we'll see. We'll see how these matchups go forward. Got four more games tonight. You know that'll knock it down to eight, and then we'll have games on Saturday and Sunday to figure out who the final four is who will play the following Saturday. So you know, good, good for my uh, weekend co-host Kurt. Had to stay up late last night to watch Duke uh, make it through um, a lot of excitement, a lot of a lot of going on with Coach K in his final run. So for all the Duke fans, um, you know, congratulations. North Carolina plays UCLA tonight. It will be a crazy storybook type ending if somehow Duke and North Carolina met up in the final. I don't think North Carolina has the team to do that, but then again, it's basketball and anything can happen. So Looking forward to tonight's games. Looking forward to the whole weekend's games. And uh, we'll talk about that Sunday uh, on the Ronnie and Curtis podcast. So stay tuned for that. As we see in the NFL almost daily, uh, quarterback play is a premium. Like everybody's trading their future away for a quarterback. Um, you see what the Browns have done. They have Baker Mayfield, who I guess is a top 15 quarterback. But they traded away picks and, and everything to get Deshaun Watson in the house. And now they had to find a you know, way to get rid of Baker Mayfield. You see the, the, the Falcons went in a different direction, got rid of Matt Ryan, and uh, the Colts scoop him up. Colts get rid of Carson Wentz, and the Commanders scoop him up. Uh, Russell Wilson gets traded to the Broncos. It's just, uh, uh, you know, people – reach and, and, and grab for a quarterback because you got to have one. I mean, the, the day of uh, the Trent Dilfers, um, I don't believe that's a that's a winning combination to hope to have the best defense and a, and a really good running game. you got to have a quarterback who can make a throw. Ryan Tannehill is a perfect example. Tennessee, with just about any other quarterback, at least any of the top 16 quarterbacks, probably knocks off the Bengals, and we got a different narrative going into the Super Bowl. Got to have, got to have a guy who can make that pass, make that throw when you need to. So, with pro days and practice and off-season stuff, there's been some Colin Kaepernick sightings, and uh, you know, out there throwing to Tyler Lockett, you know, 50-yard bombs and 60-yard bombs, and and people talking about needing to get him back in the NFL, and he's still a NFL quarterback, and you know, I'm not sure he was an NFL quarterback when he was an NFL quarterback. You know, I think uh, the stats show 
it was uh, the, the exact opposite. And I realized had there not been this controversy that went on with, you know, the uh, uh, police brutalities and the, uh, you know, the whole stance he took, um, it kind of coincided at the same time, maybe a coincidence um, that it happened at the same time. Not to say that, that Kaepernick wouldn't have been on a on a team probably or maybe still be on a team as a backup. I just don't, you know, you look at the stats, the, the, the bad losing record, the bad touchdown, the interception ratio. I don't think he'd be a starter. So when you show highlights of him, you know, throwing a football, you know, uncontested, taking three steps, standing there, tapping the ball and slinging it, I feel like that's kind of a, a mis, misleading uh, video. Yeah, he can still sling the shit out of the ball. I'm sure Peyton Manning in a pair of blue jeans and a button-down shirt can do the same. I'm fully aware that, that Chipper Jones could go to BP today when they're throwing 65-mile-per-hour fastballs and probably hit 8 out of 10 out of the stadium. Barry Bonds could do the same. Uh, Ken Griffey Jr. could do the same. But it's different when there's 11 guys on the other side trying to, you know, take your head off and, uh, you know, pulling the blitz and, uh, you know, different factors of reading defenses, calling plays, taking hits. And like I said, I'm not saying that Kaepernick couldn't have been in the league at some capacity. I just don't think he's a starting quarterback. And, you know, every time he shows these videos, these people get, you know, the social justice warriors. It's two different, it's two different subjects. He's not a starting quarterback in the NFL. Um, plus, you know, the runaround quarterback that's solely a runaround quarterback, it just doesn't work. And of course he may have, you know, the greatest arm strength, but is he accurate? And can he do it when somebody's, you know, chasing him down? I wish they'd go ahead and put that to bed. Plus he's made more money with Nike than he ever would have made, uh, in the NFL. So, uh, I'm tired of seeing the old guys, what they still can do or what you think they can do. And people being loud about a Colin Kaepernick should come back and take over, who knows, the Seattle Seahawks now that they don't have a quarterback. It's not happening. The dude wasn't going to do it when he was in the league, and he definitely ain't going to do it five years out of the league. Plus, he's making way more money not playing than he is playing, and he don't want to come out there and show everybody that, you know, he's still the guy who would throw four touchdowns and 11 interceptions and go four for 20 and uh, not be any good. So he has no desire to play football. So let, let's shut that down. Let's talk about game shows. The evolution of game shows. I grew up, man, uh, I feel like I grew up and game shows was probably right up there with the talk shows, probably more so. You know, you get up in the morning and you might have a match game, a Hollywood Squares, $25,000 pyramid, tic-tac-toe, all that. Um, Price is Right was the standard. And then at nighttime, you know, after the news, you have Will of Fortune and Jeopardy. Um, them two still have stood the test of time. Over the years, we've had all kind of different shows come in from, you know, crazy games like Wipeout and Fear Factor. And now you've got the chase, you know, with the uh, trying to see how smart you can be. Uh, game show networks got a whole bunch of new ones. Um, I love the game shows. <clears throat> I mean, Steve Harvey on Family Feud, man, I could watch hours of that. I always enjoyed that. 
Um, I always enjoyed all those games. Hell, I watched Love Connection and Newlywed Game and didn't really care nothing about either of the subjects, but just watching the shows themselves, see how people react, see how people do when they win a new uh, coffee maker or a washer and dryer or refrigerator, own up to the showcase showdown where you might win a, a new Chevette and, and a trip to, like, uh, Orlando, Florida. But uh, I've been watching lately and seeing highlights that's been uh, that's went viral. Uh, and I feel like Wheel of Fortune is probably the microcosm of our society now with people not being able to solve puzzles that's everything but three letters. You know, I saw one the other day uh, where, where they multiple times they missed a feather in my cap when they said a feather in my lap and a feather in my nap. Now I'm thinking, I realize sayings are, are time stamp probably. You know, everybody don't have a grandpa who would say some of the things that are on these phrases, but Jesus Christ, man, the matter of elimination of words and phrases is pretty simple. I feel like, and, and you know, even, even like Jeopardy, College Jeopardy, which is ramped down to like a 20... A 20-year-old level. It's not the hardest of the hardest. It's, it's, it's stuff you should know. Kid was on there from Notre Dame, uh, you know, which is a pretty prestigious uh, academic uh, institution, and the guy left like minus 2,000. And I don't know how, if, if you only get a few, you, you, obviously he only got to ring in a couple times, and you miss every question you answer. That's not a great percentage. Uh, I actually tweeted about it, and somehow he found it, retweeted it, and I got trashed by uh, Notre Dame students. Called me uh, cringe and, and uh, an old bastard, pretty much, for, for talking shit about the kid. But, I mean, it's, it's terrible that the youngsters don't know anything. You know, I just don't feel like – and the game shows kind of tell the story. Um, I watch a lot on the game show network. They got some stupid games. Uh, crossword puzzles and and uh, stuff like that that people just don't know. I just think this generation is dumb. Um, I believe Wheel of Fortune may be the easiest game on the whole game show planet. Uh, shows how dumb kids are. But I do like game shows. I could probably sit down and you could put me in a room. As long as you didn't play the same one over and over, I could probably sit there and watch for hours. Like I said, I could watch Steve Harvey host any game show for hours and hours and hours because uh i like that guy but uh anyway long story short um will of fortune uh you know shows what where we at in society and, and honestly how dumb people are a couple couple other things i'm gonna touch on before i go uh kobe bryant's wife vanessa has reached an agreement with nike uh, to continue the Kobe Bryant line or, or whatever, you know, uh, Kobe is big time. Uh, a lot of people like wearing the Kobe shoe. Kobe was one of the best, you know, five players, 10 players I've seen in my lifetime. Most popular, uh, fierce competitor, a winner, um, died tragically with his daughter in the plane crash along with, I think, four other people. Um, so bad deal. But it's just curious to me that, you know, 
she came out in the media and she ripped Nike to pieces about how they handled the situation and uh, or the negotiations or whatever. And, you know, there wasn't going to be no more Nike shoes. And I kind of figured that was the end of it. You know, there's no more Kobe Bryant. There's no more playing. There's going to be no more live footage, interviews, anything like that. Uh, the money he's made on Nike and, 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 and hell, just the investments in like body armor are, you know, astronomical. Never need another dollar for the rest of their lives. And to negotiate a deal to get back into the shoe game is just kind of curious to me. I'm not knocking it whatsoever. Uh, I'm just curious, like, why? You know, if, if you know your husband and your daughter's gone, I wonder why uh, you would do anything. Why would you, why would it even matter? Like, you know, maybe it's a legacy thing and maybe that's cool. But I, I hope it wasn't money driven. Um, because, you know, once you get to where they're at, money's not a factor. And I'm not saying it was. And and I get that they're doing a uh, uh, the shoot for the daughter that will go to charity, which is great. Um, so that's a good thing. But I'm just curious what how the negotiations work in a situation where that's, you know, death is involved. And um, I don't really know uh, how that works. And another another cool little tidbit I heard, um, I think a lot of us think we watch athletes and, you know, we're easy to say that guy's trash, that guy sucks. Um, I heard a podcast with Brock Osweiler uh, the other day, the, the former quarterback for the Broncos and I think the Texans and probably a couple other teams. Um and, you know, we, we write him off as a terrible draft pick and not a great quarterback. But I didn't realize uh, the dude must have been pretty athletic. He received a uh, he received a scholarship offer at the age of 14 from Mark Few in Gonzaga. He grew up in Montana, played some AAU. Mark Few saw him, threw him down a scholarship offer at 14 years old to Gonzaga, you know, back in the Adam Morrison days. So... Uh, that's pretty solid. That, that says that the, the guy is not just a bum. Um, obviously, he's good. You know, he didn't pan out. But then again, the year they won the Super Bowl, when, when, when Peyton Manning went down, he started seven games, and he won five of those. So maybe it was just a product of a bad system, a bad team, and then going to the Texans, which nobody's really won there, not even Deshaun Watson. So maybe Brock Osweiler was better than we thought. I know he got seven years and he made plenty of money and I'm sure he's financially set. But, uh, you know, I guess every time we look at a guy that's made the major leagues, the, the one percenters uh, of people who actually make a professional sport, um, I guess we got to kind of think this dude was probably pretty damn good. Because, you know, you have guys who talk about the greatest high school player they ever saw that didn't make it out of the, you know, didn't make it out of college. And we kind of hold those guys on the pedestal and, the guys who actually made it to the end, made it to the to the finish line, to the goal of being a pro athlete, got paid a lot of money, won the Super Bowl. Um, you know, we write them off as trash. So maybe that's something just to think about. I know I do it. I'm quick to call guys garbage. Um, not not even thinking that you know, guy really, guy must have been pretty damn good to make the NFL and to hang around for seven years, play behind Peyton Manning to be the starter on a team that won a Super Bowl. Um, I guess he don't need to answer any questions. He's got a Super Bowl ring and probably 30 or 40 million in the bank, hopefully. So anyway, 
that's just uh that's just the way I'm gonna end it there. I, I listen to several podcasts through the week. I try to try to listen and find things out I don't know. And that was a that was a fact that I uh obviously did not know. But uh looking forward to tonight's March Madness. Uh me and Kurt will break down the sweet sixteen leading into the Elite Eight on Sunday. Um might even talk about some game shows. Probably won't talk about Colin Kaepernick or Brock Osweiler, but figure I'll just throw that in there. Hope y'all have a good weekend. Looking forward to another nice sunny weekend. The Masters is just right around the corner. Really looking forward to that. So uh, hope you guys enjoyed the show and get ready for Sunday. Me and Kurt are back. Uh, Appreciate y'all listening, liking, subscribing. Uh, Talk to y'all Sunday.